Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Koopalings! Welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and tonight we are recording episode 144 of PSVG's Nintendo Shack podcast. I'm joined, as I have been in most many recent weeks, by the wonderful Rebecca, the Forest Menish. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? Doing well. We gave Garrett the week off. He's had a birthday, and he's going on a vacation and everything. We're like, he wanted to do the show, had to beat him to not. It's like, just stop. <laughs> Go enjoy your family. Um, that's why we wanted to have a trio to begin with. So it's Such just us dedication. tonight. That's true. It's true. Before we get into what we're up to, let's talk about thanking our Patreon producers that support us over there at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you, Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh Borboni, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Michael Masick, The Eggshin, Zach Bradshaw, Nick Fallhalber, and Paul Calicote, thank you guys for all that you are doing. I hope you're enjoying this uh, week's Patreon exclusives that have been dropping. We just dropped a board with every, everything. There is a three-part DLC with Jason that will begin running tomorrow. Three parts. You heard that correct. Three hours DLC with Jason. <laughs> it's a lot of content. It's a lot of Jason. Uh, we, we made the joke <laughs> on the air that... We're just kind of making up for all of the lost Nintendo shacks. Just let's get it all out right now. That's there you go. The one big giant podcast. Um, Rebecca, what have you been doing? What you been up to? I have been up to a, a large uh, mix of games since I beat Earthbound last week. Um, I'm still kind of in my uh, mix of doing older games since, you know, I'm not really getting any new releases as of right now. Let me ask you a question. Um, I'm still seeking out older games. What? Do you follow that? That Nintendo Leaks account? Which one? Because like there's with, a few like, of with them. With the pink icon? Yeah. Um, I've seen it. Okay. I've heard mixed things. So have I. But I did notice one of the things that they dropped was uh, some sort of Earthbound something or another. And I just, I didn't know if you were tracking any rumor like that. If I don't know. I, I think that's still all part of the rumors that because of it's like the 25th anniversary and whatnot. And they were doing some other things like they did. A, I think it was an art book yeah, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I still have suspicions why maybe they haven't brought Earthbound Beginnings or Earthbound to the online service libraries. A collection. Why have they held that back? I mean, it's interesting in a way, and I'm sorry to interrupt your thing, but it's interesting no. that they can take a series that probably, let's say, I mean, I guess it did well on NES, but like, you know. It's it not, didn't do well over here. Right. It's not like a, a mega hit and they can mm -hmm. just withhold it for so long that you make people that otherwise wouldn't buy it, buy it. Because I imagine this news is going to come out and I'm going to let you know now I'm going to be like your biggest detractor. Like I'm going to be the person standing there. It's going to be wonderful one-on-one again. I'm like, I don't understand why you're all freaking excited. <laughs> I think because there's a lot of these older games that have been abandoned get this sure. cult following yep. and people want to know why does it have this cult following and they get interested and maybe they don't have ways to play them. So when they finally do bring them back, um, it's like the rarity. It's the rarity enhances it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it happened to Fire Emblem like that kind of got it going, um, even though it was still widely available, but still not always kind of in limited run. 
And then I think we see the same thing with F-Zero and Earthbound and Golden mm-hmm. Sun and everybody finds this. Let me tell you. And, you know, it's no different, uh, I guess, as a, like a horror movie fan. A horror movie fans are the same way. Let me tell you about this thing you've never heard of, right? Yeah. Let me tell you about it and how awesome it is. And I guess it's the kind of like that. But yeah, it's going to come out and Kevin is going to lose his mind and you're going to lose <laughs> your mind and Carol's probably going to join you. And I'm just going to just like leave Discord that day. <laughs> Because I don't want to rain on anybody's parade. It would be pretty big if they did do like a remaster, even just a collection. I think even just having Mother 3 finally localized would be a huge deal. How much money would they make off of just just putting basic input into that? Just basic effort, little effort. I don't know. It's like a 10-person team for like a half a year. Just kind of spiffied up a little bit. Mm -hmm. What if they made a new one? Oh. It's just a brand new something. A new one, like a Mother 4? Yeah. Instead of localizing Mother 3? Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Do you think people would be as excited or less excited? Would they be angry? Oh, people, I think people would be really excited about that. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue. No, that's okay. Yeah, last week I finished Earthbound. Um, I, I played through Star Fox 64 because I realized I've never played a Star Fox game before. <laughs> and I've heard that is a good one to play. So I, I played it. And it's pretty short. I only did um, one route. So there's lots of yep. different secret levels. Um, I started another route, got you know halfway through that, um, haven't picked it up again. Um, but I did roll the credits on one of the routes, the easiest one, um, just to be able to say that I've played a Star Fox game because I feel like that has been a gap in my, um, in my Nintendo knowledge. Um, and I definitely see the appeal of it. I'm really bad at Star Fox, but I see the appeal in it for sure. Um, it's another one of those games where the dialogue is really funny without trying too hard to be. Um, you know, I, I realized that I knew a lot of the famous lines from that game and didn't even know they were from that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was really fun. I, to think, play I think 64 is the best Star Fox. I pretty much have went on record that way. I like a lot of Star Fox games. I think the majority of them are like, I play through them. Like, they're good. Mm-hmm. It's kind of almost like that par- Paper Mario thing. It's like, I play them. But I don't know if I've ever actually really liked any of them as much as 64. I've definitely not like, I've, I've replayed mm-hmm. 64. I don't know, 50, 60 times between it's 3DS and 64 It's definitely a replayable game with all yeah. the little secrets and passageways yeah. and different things you can discover for sure. Like, um, I'll probably pick it up at some point. I feel like it's the kind of game where, like, if, if you just kind of want mindless, let me, let me shoot it's, some stuff. It's so good on 3DS, the 3D, of, yeah. the 3D effect and just playing it like the 3DS. And I feel like almost, I want to say the same thing for the Switch, although I don't think we've seen as good an example, but. 64 games look really good on the 3DS, like on the portable screen mm. and everything. Like it's mm-hmm. a shame that we didn't get more of those remastered touch-ups kind of like mm-hmm. that. Cause you know, like Ocarina of Time, they didn't go back and like redo the whole thing. It's still no, it's just little graphic all that. tweaks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I would have mm-hmm. taken a whole library of that Some stuff. Some quality of life. I've heard people saying that they want the next Star Fox to be off rails. I really liked that it was on rails. I don't know if other Star Fox games are like that. Are they all on They've rails? They've gone back and forth. Uh, most of the time they have. On-rail and off-rail environment. So you do most of the mission on-rail and then you go into like a wide-open environment. I, hmm, it's a really good question because like I understand, like I just said 64 is my favorite and it's mostly on-rails and I, I understand that. I don't think I'm as into an on-rails shooter now as I was mm-hmm. back then because we just have so many shooters doing so much more now. Mm-hmm. Starlink was really like the way to go. Like mm-hmm. in my idea for a Star Fox game, what you want is you want an open area an open world flight sim like um okay. like everspace 
where you can kind of go and pick and do what you're doing. Just a more massive project. Yeah, yeah, a bigger thing. Um, And I feel like the dogfighting after, like, playing so many years of Star Wars games and things like that, it's more exhilarating when you have that kind of motion versus just chasing the, um, what in the hell is outside my house? You hear that? It's like a jet flying over, but it's loud. Um, Mm -hmm. I like the score chasing, though. That was one thing that I really did enjoy. And I do like the the hidden areas and the hidden paths. But I think you can still do that in an openish world. You can just kind of hide some Definitely. things off to the side. Arguably even more, I right. think. Right. So, I mean, if I were, if it was my way of doing it, I would take Starlink and I would make it a Star Fox game. I would give Ubisoft yeah. Star Fox and be like, hey, this engine and time and, and assets that you developed for a game that completely flopped for you, we're going to make it a return on investment worth doing. Make that it a Star Fox happen, game. For it sure. really that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it should have been to begin with. More so than maybe Mario <laughs> Rabbids. And I know, like, and I'm going to say that while Garrett's not here, because I know some folks, and I love Mario Rabbids, but to be honest with you, if Ubisoft did a true Ubisoft, like, map ex- exploration, do all the things Star Fox game, I'd be so excited and so down to play that game. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think so, that would be pretty popular. Yeah, that would be great. Just get scrap the toys and all that. Get all the gimmicks out of it. Just make it a good Star Fox game. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that uh, collaboration happening in the future. It should, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I might pick that up and do some of the other routes, play around with some of the levels. The one thing that I didn't like about um, that game, which I understand it probably had to do with a lot of the 64's limitations um, at the time, was the life system. If you lose all of your lives, you go back to the very oh, yeah. beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they changed that for the 3DS version, but man, that is like, I don't know did not motivate me. I don't think and so. I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't gonna use safe states for this game. I played on the um, Wii U Virtual Console, but as soon as I died and went all the way back to level one, I'm like, screw it. I think I'm that's because it's, it's shorter. You know, it's a shorter run game, and I think that's what they were trying to do. And and honestly, trying to make you chase the lives in the levels to to bank them to have always, you know, Mm -hmm. I think there was, I I don't mind it, but again, it's it's just such a different. I'm sure it was fine back then, but it's such a different game. (laughs) Yeah, because it's so short. You can run Star Fox in what, like four or five hours? I think. It didn't even take me that long. Like one run. Yeah, like it's super short. I haven't played Mm -hmm. it since the 3DS. Um, Me and my kids used to, on 3DS, they have a, a family play. Where you can play across multiple systems, you have a dogfighting game. So, like, you can link up multiple 3DSs and shoot each other. We oh, played, wow. Yeah, we I heard the multiplayer is really fun in Star Fox. We played a lot of that. I and that's that what I'm thinking of in terms of like big Star Fox game, like, get some multiplayer. I basically want Star Fox Rogue Squadron. That's basically what I'm asking <laughs> for. Now that I hear myself talking, like, that's basically what I'm asking them to do. Maybe you know, but like the adventures and the assault and stuff, like, I don't, I don't mind Star Fox on foot though. I know a lot of people do. And I think that was like the cool thing about Starlink. Um, even though you didn't get off foot, but like you, you explored down to the planet. I think if they could let you get off on foot while you're down there and you have a blaster and you do like some 3D platforming and exploring and you get back in your ship and you go do more dogfights, that's perfect. I mean, that mm-hmm. would be ideal for me. Yeah. I mean, I think there's still a possibility that we could see something like that even on the Switch. That's one of the IPs that we still don't have yet. I hope so. Um, who knows? Um, the other thing I've been playing, I have started Super Mario RPG. Is still on my streak of Ooh. playing through some Super Nintendo RPGs. And um, I'm liking this. It, it feels like a very intro to RPG. Like, like if you've never played an RPG before, you should play this. Um, so it is, I think, a, a little step down from some of the earlier stuff that I have played earlier this year. 
Um, but I'm still enjoying it. I think the the characters are really cool. Um, again, the humor that's not trying too hard to be funny. Um, I've gotten three of the seven stars so far. It seems like it's going to be a little bit of a shorter game, but that's okay. I like short games. Um, I can see why people like this one as well. Um, I it seems like there's very creative areas. I haven't played that game. No. Ooh. No, no. I mean, I have. I played it when oh. it came out, but I haven't played it since. You haven't played it since. Yeah. Do you remember very much of it? No. That's what I was just about to say. Like, <laughs> I really don't. I don't think I finished it. It's very it. easy. It's very easy. Like, if you want to do a quick playthrough, like, I don't think this is going to take me more than a week or two to get through. I don't think I finished it. I, or at least I don't remember finishing really? it. And I noticed, like, one, first and foremost, back when it came out, was totally not the type of game I was into. And fast forward it's still kind of not right like i don't really have mm-hmm. much of a reputation but did you, you for said being, you played it when it first came out yeah i feel like rpgs were only just starting to become popular then anyway i remember it came out i want to say i knew about it i'm looking at the same chat. same year that um the nintendo like it came out like a month before the nintendo 64 it was one of the last super nintendo games okay so I remember it. Didn't it come out for that 64 was before, that was right before the um i was like reading all about the history of this before didn't it come out on 64 it's on super no? nintendo this was right before Nintendo and Square split. It's blowing my mind. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking of like a Nintendo 64 cartridge. Oh, no, it's on yeah, Super Nintendo. I guess you're right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Good history behind it. I, I, um, I am enjoying it, though. Um, I think, like I said, it probably won't take me super long to finish it because I have three of the, the seven stars already. Um, mostly, I wanted to see why people like Geno so much and why people went Geno <laughs> in Smash. Um, I'm not convinced yet, but Hipsters. he's cool. He's cool. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll keep going and maybe see. I, I invited Bowser to my party, so we have Bowser on our side in this game, which I think is pretty cool. I'm a sucker for villains in games. Sure. So now that he's fighting on our on our side, I guess he's not really a villain anymore. But we're um, we're going against like the the uh, the bigger evil than him. How how are we going to get Gino in Smash? Before like maple or plum, I'm just saying, Mario Golf underrepresented <laughs> in the Smash dumb of Nintendo. There's still a lot that's I don't know. I mean, I don't. I want to say on one hand, I don't see a like a side character from not a side character, but like a not the main character from a a game that came out 25 years ago and is not sure. really relevant anymore being in Smash. But then again, I feel like anyone can come to smash now we got tim brown in the chat he's backing up he says mario rpg is the best everyone keep, like because i'm streaming it and consistently i keep getting people coming in the stream saying oh my god this is my favorite game ever i'm so excited like to see somebody playing it for the wow. first time so more people like it than i, I thought. feel like i came aware of it around the time that i became aware of final fantasy and i was so like i'm not playing any of those games Right. Yeah. Because right around the same time, you had the thing. You had things like Final Fantasy, yeah. Trigger, other that's, things. So when you say Mario RPG, RPG simple, that's where really I go. Simple. It. It's really simple. It like throws me right back to then when people were like, "Hey, man, mm-hmm. you need to check out this Final Fantasy." And I see them and they're doing the mini. I'm like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> yeah. The RPGs always kind of threw me off that way. I've never yeah. really played them. I've never really gotten into them outside of maybe the more strategic ones or the ones that like hide it well. Mm-hmm. You know, something like a Paper Mario or a Fire Emblem, but it's just very, very minimal with me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this one is not on the um, Switch Online app yet. Um, I feel like this is one that they will probably hold and drip feed to us <laughs> like next year. So, right at the um, end when we go into right the console, they're like, "Hey, the Super Mario RPG." 
<laughs> and then I'm casually, I'm also casually playing um, Ocarina of Time Master Quest. I'm not playing that every day. It's just kind of when I'm in bed and I, I want to play something on the 3DS. Um, 10 bucks says you beat it before Garrett. Hard. It's hard. What's that? 10 bucks says you beat it before Garrett. <laughs> before he beats the, the regular game. I don't know. I'm playing it really casually. Like, um, I'm only in Dodongo's Cavern, and the dungeons are really different. The puzzles are actually pretty hard. So I think I said this last week. It kind of feels like I'm playing a, a fresh Zelda game. you like game. it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's early. I haven't... It's... Yeah. It's I beat it. Take on the dungeons. But I never wanted to do it again. And when I got in the yeah, 3DS, I, I was like, I wasn't doing it again. I, I don't... It's like, I beat it, but I don't like it. Because yeah. it's just like different and wrong and not what I remember. And, you know, and I guess that's the point. And it's I get it. It's definitely very bizarre. Like, it I is. feel like it's so ingrained into me that I need to go left, but it's exactly it's right this time. It's like I'm sitting, I'm in the game and I'm like, <laughs> I know all of I this, have to but I don't my know brain. any of it. And yeah, I don't yeah. like that. It bothers me. The dungeon's me. not so bad because it, it does almost feel like a new dungeon. And it's actually, it taught me a couple new things that I didn't realize you could do in Ocarina of Time. Like um, the the bomb flowers. Did you know that you could light them with a Deku stick that's yep. on fire? I didn't realize that. Like in the one puzzle, I always just use another bomb to blow up all the other bombs. And this one, you had to light it with a Deku stick. I had no idea you could even do that. So I think that's at least pretty cool that I'm learning some new things about a game that I feel like I already know a lot about. Fast forward to Breath of the Wild and you can make circuits and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Absolutely. Yep. So that's that's what I've been up to. Well, I've been playing more Paper Mario. Um, I think I'm towards the end. I got on another roll. So I played it last time. Got, uh, was it last week? I think I checked in. I was in like the desert area, the third world, the ribbon, whatever color it was. I remember yellow, red, purple, whatever. And um, I kind of stopped. I was like, I started to feel like I was in a rut. I don't know if I was playing it too much or, or it's just too much of the same thing with the circle battles and the turn based and go talk to the person to get the thing to go get the other thing. Just, I don't know. I just felt like a little burned out. So I, I put it off for a few days. Play my Xbox a bit. Really took the weekend off. I think I told you guys that in the chat. I was take, took like the weekend off. Started helping yeah. my daughter decorate. Started watching movies. Just got out. Kind of got back onto it. I think Monday or Tuesday, and got back into it for real. And played like another four hour stretch. Like got into it. Oh, and really nice. started playing. The last time I talked to you about this game, I was telling you it was Zelda ish. Okay. I'm in the last world and you're literally have a sea chart and you are driving a boat around charting oh, out islands. I was like, wow. are you kidding me? What a rip off. Wow. <laughs> All it's doing is making me angry that we don't have wind waker on switch to be honest with you, but it's, it's really fun. And it's really cool. I hopefully should be finishing here soon. Um, the boss battles are no joke. Not that they're super hard. I haven't been in danger of dying. They just take a while. <laughs> like like they just you know you're gonna be there for a minute and i think that's yeah. where i was the, the last time I, I got like to the dungeon and the dungeons are not i don't know nothing about this game is like what i would call really elaborate but the dungeons are elaborate like they're complex more complex than the standard fare like when you walk into a dungeon you're gonna be there a minute um because you gotta go complete all the rooms usually find a hidden item or something do the puzzles you know it's like a dungeon it's like a Zelda Sounds like dungeon. you're talking about a Zelda. If you were describing this and didn't say the title, I would think you're talking about a Zelda game. So funny. Um, a follower that I believe follows us both on Twitter, uh, Capone Tone over there. And uh, he Tony. was tweeting about it. And he was like, I'm, he's like, I'm almost done with Paper Mario and I'm really eager to get into a Zelda-ish game. And I was like, the funniest thing about this tweet is that it is a Zelda-ish game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it totally is just a Zelda-ish game. Wow. If you take the turn-based stuff out, 
and you make it an action game and you swap Mario for Link and it's a Zelda game. Um, but I'm having fun zipping around. It does feel now that I'm, I feel like I'm almost towards the end. I don't know. I know that there's four streamers, but in true Mario fashion, I'm sure I'm waiting to like go fight this big bad boss. And they're like, you almost did it. Now here's the cloud world that you go. Like, do I'm waiting for that to come out too. But I, I will admit 20 hours in, I think ish more, maybe a little bit more 20, 25 hours in. Like I'm kind of over it. Like I'm ready to start playing something else. I kind of feel like mm-hmm. I'm like, I've done it. I'm good. I've heard that it's longer than it needs to be. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think it just, I think it just for me. And this is where I don't like, I don't want to, say that this is the game's fault because this is probably just a me thing but for me it's like i'm starting to wear out my welcome but that's not uncommon for me in most games that go 25 plus hours like i don't play a lot of games yeah i like shorter games um so you know it was actually i was thinking about that i'm glad you said that because i wanted to tell you that um in your response to your question about game pass on xbox and uh, because we had another question about that, whether or not Game Pass would change, you know, the funding that people would put in the games. And the one point that I wanted to say that I just completely forgot was I kind of hope it does. Give me a shorter Forza game and a shorter Halo game and give me more of them. <laughs> I'd be totally down for that. It could also cut down on the development cycle time. I think that's I mean, I have said we'll this I've said this across the board. Three. I think that's great for everybody, everybody involved. Because I think these companies that put seven years into a game and five hundred million dollars just to hopefully to hit a hit and then they go flop and they all get fired and everything gets dissolved. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. To me, the perfect mix is a shorter campaign and then more to do that. You could keep playing longer if you wanted to like a, like an indefinite part to the game Yeah. um, where you keep building and keep grinding and keep doing more. If you wanted to, that's beyond the main campaign. So I've been playing a lot of that. Um, I did pick up Friday the 13th killer puzzle. Because it was on sale. There are a lot of games on sale right now if you're going across the eShop. I think I picked it up for $2.50. The only reason I picked it up because it's a Friday 13th IP. And um, I remember when this game was announced, I wanted to play it and Kevin told me not to because it was a mobile game. It totally is a mobile game. It's a block yeah. puzzle. Um, basically, you get these little grids where you're Jason. And all you can do is move in a direction and he will just go as far in that direction as he can. And if you go in water, he drowns because Jason's scared of water. So you basically have to set the puzzle up where you either run into campers or you run into a fence or something. Um, but it gets a little more complex. You can like scare guards. You can scare people into bonfires and stuff like that. I For $2. Is it like actually scary? Like is it horror? Or no, is it, it's like, super cartoony okay. and comical. Okay. They, do, they even have like a blood filter to where you can have like, I don't know, like choreographed implied deaths or you can actually like chop off the campers yeah. heads which is obviously okay. i'm playing on that mode not the other mode i don't understand why you would why you would buy a friday the 13th game and then censor it just makes zero sense to me <laughs> like it blows my mind that it was even included but it's there you can do it if you want to people options there's nothing wrong with that it is just like a basic little cube puzzle but for two dollars i think it's okay if it was twenty dollars i would have been like absolutely not but for two dollars mm-hmm. eh, it's all right but that's it i'm gonna i'm hoping to beat mario this weekend so i can move to whatever the next game is i'm not sure that is actually one thing I'm not really sure of. I, I've bought a lot of games, but I've basically, because I've bought so many, I've forgotten when they all come out. So I'm not <laughs> sure like what's coming out. I think, you know what it is? I want to get back to Catherine. That's okay. where I, that's what I was thinking. Cause I was enjoying Catherine so much. I had two great days with it before uh, paper Mario. So now I'm ready to get back to it. Ready to get back to Catherine. So I'll probably do that this weekend after it be paper Mario. I think I'm at the end. 
I wish Tone was in the chat. I wish somebody was here. <laughs> like, I've got to be at the end, right? Like, I keep going to these islands, and it's like, I got to... Oh, it's too much. It's way too much. I was just like, oh, I God. feel like if it's at the point where you you, you just want it to be over, that's it's a sign that it's too long. It's kind of there, and it's not... Again, I like the game. I think it's really good. I mean, I haven't played A Thousand Year Door in ages, right? I remember loving that game when I got it. I can't say that I'm loving this game, but if I went back and played Thousand Year Door, maybe I don't love it as much as I think I do, you mm-hmm. know, because I've only played it once. That is an outlier for me. I've only played that game one time. I've actually only played Galaxy, the first Galaxy, one time. I played Galaxy 2 like two or three times. Um, and I usually play a lot of the 3D Mario games multiple times and the 2D ones for that matter, for that matter as well. But like, I like Paper Mario. Um, it's sad that because the, the battle, all right, so the battle system gets announced, and then the confirmation in the preview cycle, this is before even reviews came out, the preview cycle, what was the motto? No upgrade system, right? No levels, and, all, and like I felt like the collective social gamers, because we, we, we got to remember, there's millions of us that don't talk to each other on Twitter every day, so the collective social space, like they just kind of r- wrote off the game? Do you have that feeling? Um, The people I know who said that still got the game okay well that's good because it. <laughs> it's like the other part of it is people are like well you know nintendo's releasing paper mario but what else you got and it's like did you yeah. play paper mario <laughs> like, maybe play it first and then ask what you got like give it yeah the people so- i know they're they're still playing it they're still okay they, they like it yeah well that's good then um because mm-hmm. i do like it i think it's a really good game mm-hmm. um like i said i think it's better than a lot of their b-tier releases it's honestly it's like hmm so, like, I really love Luigi's Mansion on Switch. I really do. I think it's one of the Switch's best games. But, like, it, to me, it was, like, it rightened a lot of that formula. Like, it kind of brought that franchise back. I kind of feel like this is kind of doing the same thing for Paper Mario. Like, for for me, anyways, I feel like I'll be more likely to buy the next Paper Mario because I bought because Origami King Good. than I was. Um, they did their job. Yeah, like, I can think I'm more interested. In, like, if they kept this idea and maybe massaged it a little and added some things to it. Like, I would do it again, but I am, like, it's just too much of it in two weeks. And that's the other part of it is maybe I had to just pick up a couple things and play it and then come back instead of, because I was trying to beat it. I was like, I'm going to beat it so I can talk about it. But uh, it's just, that's too much. It's too much. Can't force it. I do that often. <laughs> because that's I buy. Good. That's not good. Well, it's because I buy so many games. I want to get to them all. So, you know, I'm trying to play as many of them as I can. Uh, and yeah, then I, I get it. You I give me it. a week where. I start doing stuff around the house and, you know, I lessen my time and even more. And then I really try to force them. Like, now I've got to finish <laughs> some stuff. And that is exactly kind of where I was with it. I was like, all right, I got to play this game, even though I didn't really want to. Um, all right. This week in Nintendo, we've got some new stories. I've got one and then Rebecca's got two. So let me start. And I'm going to let you know about DLS, specifically 2.0, possibly coming to Nintendo Switch. Now, we have spoke in the last couple weeks about rumors of a next-gen Switch Pro something or another, some kind of new hardware, right? Um, we had that, that I forget the name of the Suikoden remake that mentioned that they would be releasing the port on the Kickstarter on the next Switch hardware. And everybody was like, oh, Switch confirmed, even though that game is two week, two years at least away. And I think most everybody agrees that in two years we'll probably have something 
hardware related from Nintendo, I would imagine. Be so, odd if there wasn't. It would be odd. Um, but this comes from folks that have sleuthed and found that NVIDIA is hiring a senior graphics engineer publicly on their LinkedIn page. And it says that we are hiring staff for Tegra solutions in next gen consoles and AI. One of the tasks associated with these hirings are the implementation of DLSS 2.0 and Tegra optimization. Now, for those of you who don't know what DLS stands for, trust me, neither did I deep learning, super sampling. Now, this is interesting for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, NVIDIA only supplies chips for one video game console. AMD supplies chips for Xbox and PlayStation. NVIDIA only powers the Switch. That's their console. Um, they already have the NVIDIA Shield TV console that already is doing DLSS 2.0. So this isn't for their own product unless they're making an, another thing that's just like the thing that they have, which... You know, it's, it feels clearly pointed at Nintendo. I feel like that's a good, you know, leap on the conclusion that you can draw here. Um, but this is interesting because Digital Foundry actually brought this up back in February. And I think I talked about it, but I don't think I went as in depth. Uh, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to look, I'm regurgitating this as best as I can to the rest of you guys. Um, but I think I have a pretty good handle on it, but Digital Foundry actually brought this up back when the Switch Pro rumors were really hot over the winter, and they did a whole video and a whole article on Eurogamer about it. So if you're interested in it, you can go look it up. But basically, do you know anything about this technique at all, Rebecca? Nothing. Okay. So Let me get down. Like, this I is like the future. PlayStation is doing it. NVIDIA is already doing it. Like, this is a thing. This is big tech, but here's the basics of what you need to know. This super sampling technique that NVIDIA has that other people are trying to mimic and build their own is basically a machine learning AI way of making visuals that run at lower specs look better. And this isn't like something they're trying to do. It's been done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's done on PC. It's done on like NVIDIA has it. There is, um, you can, there are examples you can compare and see what it does. So essentially as it pertains to switch, the idea and the concept is you could have a picture, let's say at 30 frames per second, 540p or 720p. And that through DLSS 2.0, you could make that same picture that's running at that spec look like it's 1080 or better. They've even had, they've had 720 pictures look like 1440p pictures. And it's just the 720 video. Like it's the, what the switch is outputting. But what you see after the DLS runs over it is you're seeing something comparable. Um, they have examples of this. You can see what it looks like online on YouTube. I looked up this morning, Dragon Quest Builders 2, Doom, Wolfenstein Youngblood. And what they show with Wolfenstein Youngblood is they, they get an NVIDIA processor that's pushing out Youngblood at essentially what the Switch does. It's like 30 frames a second, 720p dynamic. And then they show you the side-by-side -side of what that looks like against the PlayStation 4 with the super sampling on, and it kind of looks better than what the PlayStation 4 was pushing out native on its own. So could this possibly be a way to get a more powerful Switch with it still being portable? Like, that's where my mind goes. <laughs> no, the, the idea behind this and the, the whole theory that they were trying to test, and they had mixed results, right? It didn't work for everything. It would need to be optimized for the Switch, thus the job listing. <laughs> but... The exact, you're exactly right. They could potentially, if they could get it to work, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say they have it working, but if they could get it to work, 
The idea behind it is you could make a switch with the same or similar chipset that we currently have and make make it look better. So let's say they had a more efficient chip, as chips do. Like year over year, they get better, more efficient. Let's say they slightly overclocked it than what we have. We know they can do that. And they put it into a switch that has a 1080p screen, right? You could essentially run 1080p games locally and then maybe 1440p docked or 1080p 60 docked, or you might get a slight resolution boost if you docked it. So you could have that Switch Pro effect because of this DLS 2.0 without them having to change the system, without mm-hmm. without putting at risk you know, the compatibility of the library or the accounts or anything. Essentially, you're keeping the exact same cost, but you're producing a much better output. To, to the layman like you or I, you put the, the picture up on the screen, you'd be like, man, this is better. It's literally the same picture, the same output. It's just with this technique on it, it's just better. And it's crazy when you see it in real time, like when the Digital Foundry video runs you through it, they actually turn the slider on and off. And they're like, this is- And you can see the difference. Wow. All it does is it looks like a super sharper image. Like all of the same faults are there. Like the game is what the game is, right? Mm -hmm. It might be edgy and stuff like that, but this filter goes over, it makes it sharper. It kind of rounds everything out, maybe a little clearer. It's less fuzzy. That's one of the issues with Doom on Switch, especially portable. It is super fuzzy. It's just kind of smeared, you know, because the resolution mm-hmm. is so low. It literally just like cleans it out. It's basically like you're going to the eye doctor and they're like left or right, left or right. You're like, oh, right's way better. Right. I mean, that's what it does. Um, it's very interesting. And the only reason I brought it up was because of this rumor people and the other, you know, thing that people are trying to connect the dots. And I mean, I don't think we're getting anything soon. Um, I don't think there's any reason anything soon, but maybe next year I could see rumors I or announcements. I feel like the technology has to go in that general direction anyway at some point, so it makes sense to me. Hmm. Hmm. Save that for later. I believe we have a question about that. Okay. But either way, there have been tons of leaks and all kinds of stuff, so Rebecca, take it away. There has been. You may have seen talk all over Twitter lately this past week about the Nintendo. They're calling it the Nintendo Giga Leak. Uh, Because starting late last week and through the weekend, several gigabytes worth of files and data source codes from Nintendo games leaked online. Um, The leaks included source codes mostly from Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 games, but also some from the DS. Um, There are a ton of them. I will go through quickly some of the highlights of the leak, some of the more interesting things that were found. Um, including prototype temple rooms and enemies for Zelda 64, the game for the 64 uh, DD, which turned into Ocarina of Time, beta visuals for Super Mario World. There were um, some sprites for Yoshi. His original design looked way different (laughs) than it ended up turning into. I don't know if you saw them, Donnie. I did. I saw the Yoshi ones. It looked bad. Yoshi looked so good how it turned out. The um, There was an unreleased game called Super Donkey. Um, it resembled Yoshi's Island, but it used um, a, a totally original character that must have been scrapped somewhere down the line. Um, a sprite sheet from a canceled Zelda 2 remake for the Saddle of You, um, which is an add-on peripheral for the Super Famicom. That, uh, that leak included sprites for what Link would have looked like, along with some items. There was stuff for Pokemon Diamond and Pearl beta. It included very early beta sprites. Some of them looked extremely early in the design process. Some of them were completely different from what the final designs uh, looked like. 
Um, probably the most interesting thing of all that came out of this that got the most buzz online was the, the, the part with Super Mario 64 assets. In the source code for this game, there was data for Luigi, including the assets for a model for him, suggesting that he was originally planned. We knew that he was originally planned to be in the game um, in multiplayer, but because of the 64's capabilities, that never happened. Um, the thing that did get a lot of buzz, though, was in the courtyard of Super Mario 64, there's a statue that people always thought read L is real. 2401 um, back in the day that sparked a lot of schoolyard rumors about how to get Luigi in the game. People thought L must mean Luigi. So there were a bunch of like ridiculous rumors like, oh, to get him in the game, you need to run around the castle 2,401 times. You need to do this. I remember stuff like that. I remember mm -hmm. people like if you jump off the castle roof or if you get up there and you like jump through a window backwards and stuff like that. I remember trying to do stuff like that. There were all these rumors of like how to get Luigi in the game. And obviously he was not in the game. Um, the thing that people picked up on that was the most interesting to me of all was that this giant giggle leak of information um, came out exactly 24 years and one month after Super Mario 64's release, 24 years in one month, two, four, Was it like one. an inside job? Was Well, that's what, that's what people, like all these crazy conspiracy theories, like the timing of it, it, it matching up is super weird. Like the L is real 2401 thing. Everybody was Honestly, freaking out. Honestly, like maybe they're remastering the game. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, like I know they didn't plan this 24 years right. in advance, but I almost like can't help but wonder if they're using this to their advantage to and like the other part of me is like okay nintendo would never leak their own stuff because the other thing that i want to talk about is like the pros and cons for this leak for me you know i really like seeing all of this early developmental stuff it's really cool it's like a history side of it to see what was planned you know what what didn't end up getting released what was scrapped what did these early designs look like just out of curiosity's sake the negatives though not good for Nintendo. It's such a vulnerability thing. Like there, there's somebody who leaked all of this source code data. Um, does it really truly matter now? I don't know. Well, I wanted to hear your take on it. Well, you're right. Nintendo rarely lifts the veil and lets us in. And that is kind of fun. And I believe as like, as we've, as the world has become more connected, it's definitely something video games have been taken advantage of. You cannot, you cannot convince me that the reason that PlayStation and Xbox put out their developers and give you the names of their studios is to endear you to these people to get you invested in, into those properties. We don't have that with Nintendo. It's super hard even coming up with a list of studios that Nintendo is actually working with. It's hard to keep following. We're like, are they still working? Like, does any, do you know? Like, are you sure? Like, I think we have a list of developers that have historically made games for them, but like, we don't know those teams. We don't know who leads the teams. We don't know if the teams stay the same. Um, especially the internal stuff, like the EAD, you know, the in-house stuff, the secret sauce, the Mario people as I always call them. It's like this magical behind closed door. Like those are the Mario people, Mario and Zelda. We really don't know who does it. Like we know the director when they come out and do it. But outside of that, we have there's nameless, nameless, faceless people that make these giant games. Um, so I could see getting behind some of the development stuff. And that's actually one of the reasons I used to always love the Yuata Asks articles. And like, yeah, because you would get some of that and it would always be a little revealing. They'd always have a little trick or treat or something in there for you. But at the same time, you know, I think you're right. It's like you don't want private information getting out there because it's not ready. 
you know, like it could, it could bite you because it's not sanitized for public release. You know, like if, uh, there was some crazy, there was like the start and end date to Super Mario 64's development, like literally the start date and the end date. Yeah. You don't there want was stuff like that. Weird, crazy, like uh, stuff while they were in the midst of translating Link's Awakening. Um, you know, so many instances of there being the and I didn't even think about translation. translations. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't want any of that. A lot of like, De- like just development development notes in like the, think about like if your work book. if stuff that you jotted down and things all of a sudden became public record and people are pouring over you'd be like wait a minute i wasn't done with like it wasn't final um i can tell you somebody who codes like i short code or at least that's what i call it shorthand code tons of stuff i'll grab pieces of this piece of that and I, in my head i know what it's making sense i know the field names i know how it all ties together and i hide it on the front end the user has no idea i right. know but if you pulled it, you'd be like, this is sloppy as can be. It's like, well, I was under a deadline. You know, like, you don't want that kind of stuff out there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I don't think it, I mean, this stuff doesn't hurt, I guess, per se, but like it could have, right? Let's say mm-hmm. there was something a little shoddy in there. Now, all of a sudden, you've got this giant, because boy, I'll tell you what, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing gamers like more in today's world than having a cause to rally behind, just a cause <laughs> yeah. to grab a pitchfork. And like, there could have been something. You know, from yeah. 20 years ago, of all things that people are like, oh, Nintendo, mm-hmm. you need to close up shop. So I don't know. And I think that's even like the, the vulnerability of it, you know, that it's it's their, like you were saying, their private source codes and, and whatnot is. Yeah, it's not cool. I don't know. It's, and there's also the security risks as well. Yep. Like what else might get get leaked and hacked? I'm not going to lie know. to you. Kind of sounds like they're kind of like just baiting the pond a bit. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. That was my first all. thought. It's like, hmm, what, what a time to release weird. some Inside 64 knowledge. Right. The, the only thing that's really making me not think that is because there's all this other stuff that's leaked as well. You know, that's why true. would they, why would they want to leak all of the Zelda 64 stuff? To all make you believe it. Super donkey, like, mm, Tony, yeah. watch, watch. We have Mario 64 Master for Switch. And it has Luigi in it, just like Funky Kong. Everybody's going to be like, oh, That's what my I feel God. like it'll be. Like, it it's going to be a Super Mario 64 <laughs> reveal. And, you know, he, we're bringing Luigi as a playable character. That'd be cool, though. I'd, I'd be excited for that. I don't mm-hmm. think it's happening, but just I would be excited. <laughs> it would be fun. It would be absolutely hilarious if they did that. To be honest, it, it makes me believe these rumors a little bit more. Ooh. It shouldn't, but it does. I see. I bring you all of this factual evidence behind reported <laughs> folks, and you're like, I don't know. And then you I have like re- some anonymous group that just leaks a a weird picture of a donkey, and you're like, I believe it now. Now L I'm all in. Real. I'm I'm a believer. L is real. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, I, there's a lot of interesting stuff. I wish there was like a singular. I'm sure there's YouTube videos that go through every single thing that's leaked. Um, go check out, you know, all the, the sprites and stuff if you're interested in that kind of thing. I think it's really interesting. There's uh, also the other thing I wanted to mention was um, uncompressed uh, voice files for Star Fox 64 that Ooh. sound super clear. You don't even realize how much the 64 compresses all of the sound files. It's weird to hear Slippy's voice in like crystal clear. It doesn't even sound like him awesome yeah um our last bit of news here animal crossing new horizons was updated to version 1.4 which brings us the second wave of the summer update um and there are three main parts to it the first is the um the they're bringing back the fireworks show that was in previous games uh every night in or every sunday night in august there will be fireworks um, you can create custom designs for fireworks in the sky, and you can also win special items like balloons and sparklers from Red's Raffle. He will come out onto the plaza, and you can win some cool stuff. 
Um, the I second look part to you making gifts of your fireworks. Oh, that sounds like a really good idea. I will do that. I got to come up with some creative ideas for fireworks first. Sure. I'm sure there will be probably plenty of amazing designs that make me super jealous that we'll see. <laughs> In five <laughs> minutes from the moment it opens. Crazy, crazy. People have already time traveled to Sunday night and are they've already got all the items. They've gotten everything. We've In, seen it all already. It's all impatient kids, damn it. Just, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> the second part um, of the update, they're bringing back the Dream Suite, which was um, mm-hmm. also in New Leaf. It's not really called the Dream Suite anymore, but that's what people are calling it. If you sleep in a bed in your house, the character Luna will appear and she will allow you to travel to other people's islands while they're offline through a dream address code. So, you know, whether you, um, you know, maybe want a whole bunch of people to come see your island or maybe you want people to come and not destroy your island. Maybe you can't visit each other's island due to time zone differences, whatever the case may be. Um, you do still need a Nintendo uh, Switch uh, online membership to do this though um, but nothing in the dream world is saved so anything that they do to your island won't be saved um, the third part of it is the what people finally have been waiting for and asking for the island backup and restoration and I put restoration in quotes in the note here because you can't really restore it yourself oh I can't it's, move it from one system to the other no not yourself that? no and I no, the, they have the ability to save your data in the event only for switch damage or theft is in like the fine notes here. It's not cloud saves, but you still need to go on to the title screen and back up the data manually. It won't do it automatically for you. And you still need the switch online membership. So if you're listening to this and you want your data potentially saved someday, go on, back Why? up the data. Why if your can't switch we just breaks, restore it from the cloud? I'll explain it in a second. Um, if your switch does break or get lost, you can contact Nintendo's customer support to be able to restore the data to a new switch. Probably have to give proof of theft. Probably, probably. Yeah. The reason why I think, and I'm not defending this at all because I know they can work around it, but the reason why they don't have it normally with cloud saves or system transfers it be, is because of the one island per console rule. I get that. There's no way to know if you're but transferring why? a profile or a cloud save that if there's already island data. Right. I know there yeah. could be workarounds. No, no, no. We've been over this. <laughs> yes. Why don't you just move the island and then you have a warning that's like, hey, other profiles on this switch are going to lose their island. And you go, okay, yes. boom, we're on our way. Yeah, you solve the problem. If they're already going ahead in time and when, like, I don't understand what the, what's the dealio here. Because I can't tell you, I use the cloud save all the time because I normally play 90% of my Switch time since I've got it has been done on the Switch Lite. But like Paper Mario, it's such a pretty game. There's the occasional moment I'm like, eh, I want to play on TV. And I back mm-hmm. up to the cloud and I go grab the other one. I download it and I put it on the dock and I keep playing. I use it yep. all the time. And I, I like I understand why the, the fact they designed the game this way. Like I get that. But it is still just a save file. Like it just is. <laughs> that's that's. It's not I like a they, special file. They worry about like deleting an island without another person on the switch. Like another profile's permission. I I think that's not Which Nintendo's problem. Get, that's our I know. problem. You get better communication with your family. You know, because you could even go a step further, and you could say that only the person whose home console, like the primary mm-hmm. account, like they're the only people that right. can do it. You could even go that far. Like they. Again, it's just file. It's just I file. Know. It's it's a it, they they don't have their own file system. It's not its own thing. It's not like an orphan thing. You could just do it and remove access for all the other people on the system. 
Because yep. I, I would be interested to know like what the use case is for that reasoning because uh, we have three systems and all of our profiles are on all three of the systems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so but not like for that, Animal Crossing. I mean, that makes it even weirder, but like you would think that I could move the Animal Crossing island from system A to system B and then still everybody that, because it's the same profile, right? All the people, we all have our NNIDs. We're all connected on all three systems. They would still have access to it just on the other system. You, you got me. I get it, but I don't get it. Like, look, Nintendo's going to Nintendo. Um, there's a reason why they only charge $20 a year for service instead of yeah. the other one. But like, I don't, I mean, I, I am frustrated that it has to be this complicated, but I also am, am relieved to have a little bit of peace of mind now. You know, I've put 300, however many hours into the game that if, you know, my switch does break or whatever, I'll have a little bit of, you know, peace of mind with that. I can call them and, and, restore my even if they did like a pokemon home situation i know like i don't get it like they sold a buku millions of copies of this game it's the most widely played game still it's being played by everybody switch keeps overheating it's on its last you know thread of life here even like that it's like somebody at nintendo when they see these numbers going through the roof and they see you know brie larson playing it and all this stuff going on it's like you know what let's get some engineers over here let's get this fixed for people because they love our game and we're making tons of money off of it and they're like eh, they don't we'll get to it to, so they're not yeah you're right you're right you're right that's the nintendo way other they to? are nope. slowly but surely adding some quality of life changes in this update um for example now in the um in the uh, the the kiosk where you can uh, upload your custom patterns, I was like getting a blank mind there for a second. Um, you can now search for keywords, so you don't necessarily need a code from online to look for certain designs. That's you can good. type in okay, like I want Zelda clothes. Tags. I can type in Zelda, yeah, yeah, tags, and you search for keyword, and then a whole bunch that have been uploaded online will will appear. Um, so they're adding little quality of life type things. Um, there could be more. You can trip now again. So I hope people are having fun tripping. Um, the last part of the um, trailer for the summer update was a tease that there will be the fall update coming later this year. We uh, probably were expecting that. Um, it's nice to have the confirmation though. Are you hyped? Are you excited? I'm hyped because people have already data mined this recent update and it seems that there's going to be things like farming and cooking added is like wow. in, in the notes there. So. I, I would be about growing pumpkins for Halloween. Get hyped, folks. Get hyped. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to end the show like we do each and every week with our chat questions direct from you. And this week, I'm going to take them. And the first up is Chris, who wants to know, what do you want from the next Nintendo handheld console? Does it have to have a way to let you keep most or all of the games that you have bought for the Switch and eventually some previous systems? My biggest wish now, and I think I've said this before, is I still want the hybrid model. I want the next handheld console to still be hybrid, to to be like the Switch, where I can still put it on my TV. I feel like I'm one of the few people that actually uses handheld and uh, TV 50-50. I use it pretty evenly when I'm playing. Um, So that hybrid model is super important to me. I don't know if I could go back to another. I mean, I'm sure I would go back to another handheld-only console, but my wish would be for it to retain that uh, hybrid capability of it. Um, I'm always a big fan of uh, backwards compatibility. If I can play my Switch games on it, that would be amazing. I would love it. 
I would agree with all of that. I want more power. I want better games. I want better ports. I want things to be easier to develop for Switch. Um, so, but I, I think that comes with the, and then it comes with the territory of a new model. Like you, there's no reason to release a new model of the same thing. Like you already have that. Mm-hmm. So I would expect, you know, something better. So, um, the one thing that I would say like the must have, the carryover of Nintendo Switch Online and the Nintendo account system, which means backwards compatibility for all of your purchases. Yeah. Um, I said it many times leading up to the Switch. This was the final gen. I gave them a pass, a huge pass, because I'm a Nintendo homer. I'm not trying to defend them. I gave them a huge pass, knowing how they, they built the Wii U's account system off the 3DS. They built the 3DS account system off of the, the lessons learned from the WiiWare and the Virtual Console, which... If you've ever tried restoring those types of things, that's a mess, <laughs> right? Like if you lose your console, like that's it. All that money goes out the door. So knowing where they start and where they are, I'm never going to like give them another pass for that. If they come out with a new system and they're like, hey, and we're going to resell you Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, like I'm going to lose yeah, it. I'm going to have yeah. a fit because we are way past those days now. But I largely expect them to do that. Just like I largely expect them to stick with the hybrid model as long as they can and I think for a long time, actually. I think that was the whole point of Awada's tenure. I think they've realized the benefit of producing software for one system versus multiple. And then I'm going to keep saying it until it comes true. I think the rise of streaming is going to pay Buku as a dividend for a company like Nintendo. Um, when they can give you high-level performance at a price that's right for Nintendo and then charge you a premium to get their content on that same service... I mean, I feel like more, I've said it a thousand times, more than anybody else, more than xCloud, more than Stadia, more than PlayStation Now, the moment that you can pick up and play Mario from any device, that's going to be a system seller. Like That's going to push. That's going to push big time. I imagine a lot of people are going to tune in for that knowledge, especially if they can still span it to hardware. They can give you a Switch-like system that you can play locally, but then open it up and let you play outside of that. I think it's going to go a long way because then all of a sudden now, you know, Call of Duty and Tomb Raider and can come back to a Nintendo system. You know, if you could play it in the cloud, Resident Evil and all the high stuff could come back and you could still Nintendo can still charge you $60 for Mario. So I'm glad that. Yeah, I'm glad that you talked about the um, the purchases carrying over. I was just talking on Twitter about how many times I've bought a link to the past. So many other people were sharing about all these games that they bought multiple times on multiple different consoles. Of course. Imagine if, you know, it, it we had a singular if it all tied to our Nintendo account and then you could just re-download it. That honestly would be a dream. Now, I see Jabba Thunder is in here and he says he does mention that the, the Wii transfers would transfer to Wii U. The, like the the virtual console stuff did, but you also had to have the Wii to Wii U transfer app installed on both. And it was like a 3DS mm-hmm. system transfer. You basically had to I'm line them up and swap SD cards. Account. Exactly. You just download it. Yeah. The issue is if, what if something happened to your console? Just like your Animal Crossing thing, which mm-hmm. when you make a portable system, sometimes happens. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that stuff happens, you know, and and like why you couldn't bring all that stuff forward now, you know, like that's value. It's a ton of value. And it's a, it's a criticism that people have been bringing up about Nintendo for a long time. It's like for sure people put a lot of money into into the Wii Virtual Console. I know I did tons. I had tons of point cards and stuff like that. I was dumping them tons of classic controllers. I was getting all that stuff because the first time you could collect a mass library like that. Um, so yeah, like just, just future protecting it. Like, you know, obviously you couldn't take our Wii U purchases to the switch, 
You know, so I don't think it's worth, I don't think it's not worth mentioning because I have rebought Mario Bros. U and I've rebought Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Like, so obviously it still counts. <laughs> I don't want to have to rebuy any of those again. Like right. I said, I gave them a pass knowing where they were. I'm not excusing them for where they were. They should have been better. But knowing where they were, they're behind. They don't do the live services and online. And we know that. Like when you buy a, a Switch console, you should know that. Mm-hmm. That Smash Online probably not going to be super great. <laughs> you know, like don't don't bring your Call of Duty eyes over. Like it's not going to be the great. Though. I know, I know. You know, like there's a reason. So just, you know, I'm just calling it and being realistic. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. give them a pass. Adam wants to know what comes in your ideal collector's edition of the rumored 35th anniversary collection. I like the the sound of the one that is rumored, isn't it? 64 Sunshine and Galaxy 1. That's it. 64 Galaxy and Sunshine remastered somewhat. That would be a perfect scenario for me because I haven't played any of those games. You don't want a collector's edition? Wait, isn't that what we're talking about? Yeah, but you just that's just the game. What about a collector's edition for the game? You just Oh, like extra goodies, extra yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, give, me, give me a poster, give me a pin. Oh, <laughs> come on. Oh, what do I want? What Mar? Give me some ideas. Okay. First and foremost, I can do this for days. <laughs> Absolutely need to call it Mario All-Stars 2. When you get out of this 35th anniversary collection, they're not going to do every it. Fake, every fake leak that I see calls it that. So it better be called that. <laughs> That's I, I don't think they're going to do it. Like they're not going to no. call it Mario All-Stars 2, but like it's blowing my mind that they're not. I'm like, you're just printing money here. Okay. Too much sense. Absolutely do custom Joy-Cons and a custom system. Custom backplate, custom dock, 100%. I have no idea what that looks like. (laughs) I really don't because so many of the games are somewhat iconic to each. So the question is like, which one do you choose, right? Or do you just go like super generic with like a basic Mario Well, they already did the the red Joy-Con, which is pretty basic. So they would have to do something different. I do have the red Joy-Cons. They could do something different. Hopefully, I mean, I've been saying it forever, but hopefully theme Joy-Cons, but it doesn't seem like they even care about that business. Um, But ultimately, collector's edition of the game, the software, without talking about the hardware, um, I want a box. I want an exclusive Mario Amiibo in the box. Ooh, you think there might be, there might be new Amiibo? No idea. And I have no thoughts (laughs) of that. Like, I don't think that at all, but it should be. What kind of Amiibo would it be? Something classic. Like classic Mario Disney esque something. Do we already have an eight bit Mario the same we way do. we have the eight bit link? Okay. Yep. So hmm. it needs to be like. Could it be a sunshine amiibo? That would be awesome with flood. Ooh, what if I, they did I, an amiibo I, for every one? That could also be awesome. Like a sixty four. Okay, yeah. What if there was a polygonal sixty four Mario amiibo? Man, all I would of these love ideas. It. This is going to be a pretty expensive collector's edition. It's a hundred dollars <laughs> for sure. How much was how much was the Master Quest edition? Like, I have it. I there were two versions of it. I think one was 120 and one was less than that. It was All right, like so it's $120. You get the game, which is three games. I could be wrong. You get the exclusive Amiibos and a Pro Controller? Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm throwing, throwing stuff. <laughs> I don't want a poster. I don't care about a keychain. <laughs> I want desk ornaments and I want things that matter. And I want it to be special. Like yeah. the stuff that they used to do on, um, you know, like the Nintendo Rewards program. Like the cool little things they used to do on Would it. you rather have Amiibo or nicer statues? Nicer statues. But I was trying to give them a pass with the Amiibo. Because here's the <laughs> I thing. I think like, would be more likely to do um, uh, statues because they did the Master Quest. Uh, or not Master Quest. The Master Sword in the yep. Breath of the Wild one. How cool would it be? I would that love would be it. cool. Um, but if they did the Amiibo, they could make cool functions. 
maybe like they did that in zelda like you could get like cool little bonuses or and or like what if you could use it in smash and you got like a costume for mario like a 64 costume or you know something like that like they could tie things in like that but they would they also sell it separately for all of the people who can't get the collector's edition i would hope not so that's the thing is you want to make an exclusive thing and make it like the hot item to go get see that's how you get everybody excited about the damn game everybody's like i don't want ports again throw an exclusive amiibo in there all of a sudden it's the hottest christmas item um but all of this is for not they're not gonna do any of this they're just gonna make the game they're gonna package it with a pretty print and they're gonna put it out <laughs> i'm gonna buy it regardless but my ever since this rumor has been announced i have my head has been running wild with what a super mario all-stars collection edition could be and See, it that could would be, be amazing. if these were all zelda rumors we would be <laughs> it could be amazing it could be so so yeah. good i don't know uh, we got two questions um, back-to-back weeks that were on similar topics. So from Gags and Zach, do we need Mario Kart 9 for Switch or do we just need really good DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? What are your ideas for good DLC? Gags did write that he would rather receive DLC and I don't think characters like Isabel and Link will return in future sequels. I've said many times my reasons why I don't think we will get a Mario Kart 9 for the Switch. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to having DLC instead. I think I would want it to be very similar to the DLC that we got for 8 because um, I really liked that DLC. It was a mix of older tracks, some new tracks, some new characters. Um, If we did get DLC, I would want it to be exactly like that, just more things. Um, Mario Kart 9 would be even better. Give me a Mario Kart Ultimate, like for Smash. All you know, all of the past tracks. Make it like your games as a service, like a whole new thing that. I think Smash and Kart, and I think those things make a lot of sense in that regard. Is that you kind of just throw everything in it, and then you just make people to have access to the game. And that is actually something. You know what? I'm gonna eat my own words. If they came out with like a brand new console that was just like super awesome, better. I wouldn't be like a post on re-releasing Smash Ultimate. Um, like if you bought it digitally, maybe you'd have it. But if you have it physically, With all maybe, of the DLC included. Yeah, maybe yeah. Um, because it's so big and it's so good. The only reason why I think we might get a Mario Kart Nine, and I I feel like I am more denying this than anybody else. Everybody else thinks it's going to happen. Um, to me, just because we've never gotten a, a, a two Mario Karts on a console, two Smashes on a console, whatever, because we don't really have our own exclusive. On the Switch, you know, That's the it. one that we do have is a port. So the one we have is an ours. Maybe. It's not it's Switch's just Mario Kart. So well. um, I don't. I think it probably at this point is more likely that we would get nine rather than DLC. I'll take either. I want new Kart stuff to play. Mario Kart is. I've said it for a long time. I think Mario Kart's been their best franchise. Uh, like if you really push them out it's in like genre, it sells. Everybody buys it. Bukus. Casual. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody that bought Mario Kart 8 Deluxe will absolutely buy Mario Kart 9. Um, absolutely. That, that is true. So I want to answer the question both like as a, as like a business lover and as a fan. So as the business person, they're never going to release DLC for Mario Kart 8 because why would you lease it? Because you can sell it for $60. <laughs> That's the answer. Why? Because you don't have to. Um, but I do think for 9, they can't do what they did for 8. 9's got to be different. They got to have a new mode or a new thing. And I think there's two areas of for ultimate improvement. You could have new modes, a new gimmick. I thought the return of double dash, maybe not I the see a lot of people saying that not maybe, maybe having both, right? To have the single cart CCs and the double as a, as a different mode. You could play both ways. So I think that's one way you could change the game better online, much, much mm-hmm. better online with new online stuff, tournaments, 
rosters, lots of different stuff, get rid of the codes. Like they could revamp online completely. To be honest with you, I could tell you they could revamp eight online and then put a new character in it and call it Mario Kart nine and we'd all rebuy it again. And I think that's <laughs> probably true, but I think you got to do something a little more than that. So that's where I'm kind of going is you take, you build off of eight because eight is amazing. Mm-hmm. My hands down, my favorite Mario Kart ever made. It's what incredible. kind of new gimmicks do you think they could do? They had the gravity with uh, Mario Kart eight. Like, I can't even think of what other gimmicks they could do. They could put in Mario's hat from Odyssey. Could throw mm-hmm. that around. I mean, think of all the tracks and all the new Switch stuff they could throw there. Um, yeah. And if they wanted to make it ultimate, like, they put Link in the game. Now, all of a sudden, they could put in, you know, like, Breath of the Wild type courses and things like that. Like, there's lots and lots of things you could do in terms of uh, courses and designs. You could use Odyssey assets. You could use Smash assets if you, if you wanted. Like, you could get real crazy with it in that regard. So, I look at it more from a gameplay where... I went online. I went, you know what? I've completely missed my one topic that everybody probably thought I was going to say until now. The return of an actual freaking battle mode to include Block Fort, <laughs> the only battle map that needs to exist. Like the battle mode that we have is I'm a joke. I'm going to bring back everything. Make it, you know, all of the past modes and tracks and everything that's existed. Bring it all back. Yep. Make it look pretty. Put a new coat of paint on it. Give Couple us new characters. You know, a new, new, uh, tra- yeah. What are they called? Circus. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you want? Who do you want to throw in the game? Who? I don't care as much. A lot of people care about the characters. I don't really care about the characters in Car as much as I do the tracks. I would like I to rebalance it. Coconut Mall and Maple Treeway. That'll make me happy. <laughs> I would like to rebalance it. Um, the steel characters and the bikes are OP. Like you, when you play online, oh, it gets yeah. to a point where if you're not racing with three characters and three bikes, then you're just getting smoked. Um, yeah. So I would like to rebalance it and get it out of there. I. Ooh, this might be a hot take. I would be for just taking the bikes out. Get them out of there. <gasps> no. Full no, carts. No, 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 oh, back I to actual what we're carts. doing. That is a bad take. And I would also like, just like I said, I would, wouldn't mind like having the double dash separate mode. I wouldn't mind having the bikes as a separate thing. Either you race carts or you race bikes. Oh, I'm so bad with the carts. But you can't um, do both. Okay. I do care about the characters a little bit. Um, I don't know. I'm happy with the characters that that are in it um i i do think i do get a little bit jealous every time i see all of the new stuff from mario kart tour coming out with the roster in that game have you seen that no because the game sucks it's, so i don't pay attention okay but their roster of characters is so good they they're adding everybody um pauline give me pauline that's who i want mario kart everybody roster i don't even remember who's all in there who were the new folks that were added um oh i it's a lot of people. i don't play it Oh, that's sad. So I know they added they added Link and the villagers and Isabel. That's it, right? Oh, and the Wait, are you, talk, are you talking about for a tour or for Mario for, Kart for, eight? D- for deluxe for eight? Oh, um, so yeah. it's the Link, Splat Kids, Link, and uh, yeah, the Inklings and Isabel, and Isabel and the villagers, and it's just a bunch of Mario characters. So yeah, throw Metroid in there. Get mm-hmm. get all the other folks in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love a Diddy Kong racing like world map for campaign. Would you want them? I was going to say a story mode. Yeah, that would be fun. And if they, oh, so here's the thing, get rid of bikes, do the planes and boats. I know people, I know people don't want to hear it, but that damn Sega all-stars racing game was awesome. (laughs) It's a really good kart racer and people don't hear it. And you know, Diddy Kong is amazing. I would love for them to blend some of that. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. one way that you could absolutely differentiate Mario Kart nine from eight without losing what it is. Right. If you put in a full story mode and a real battle mode, that's what it would need. That's what it would need to be honest. Block for it. 
Black Fort forever. <laughs> oh my God, Black Fort. I'd be so excited. I would be one of those YouTubers, like jumping out of my chair, if anything, if I saw Black Fort again. I would lose my freaking mind if they did Black Fort. That's really all I need. I would pay for Black Fort. <laughs> I would pay so much just, money for Black Fort. Just a whole game, a $60 game. <laughs> Black Fort kart racing. I would, I would buy the <laughs> mess it. out of that. Okay, let's see here. Um, ooh, we had this question coming last week. We didn't get to it. Jamie wants to know, how would you do Hyrule Warriors 2? And oh, I, have, I think this is your question. I have because, the, I mean, the full I, question. I played it and I liked it. I uh, I don't know. I want to hear your ideas <laughs> for the for the non Zelda game, right? <laughs> so you told not. me it's a, no, it is it's a, a Zelda game. Off. It's a spinoff. It is Link, right? Does he get the it's Master a, Sword? It's a Zelda spinoff. Is, does Link have the Master Sword? Does he go to fight Ganon? <laughs> totally a Zelda game. That's what a Zelda game is. Fine. Um. Yeah, I, I definitely want to Breath of the Wild it to pieces, and I want to play as all of the champions. For sure. That's exactly what I want to do. Uh, and then I want you to throw in all of the anime stuff that you'd had the first time. Because I love that stuff and I thought it was awesome. I would love... Um, so we've had we've had Hyrule Warriors. We had Fire Emblem Warriors. And I know that people are thinking they want like Zelda Blade Warriors. What about a crossover? Oh, like merging worlds? Like, yeah. Ooh, like Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors meets Fire Emblem. That would be interesting. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? So I do all of that. And I definitely want to play as all, I want to play as all of the, the champions. <laughs> and then have like the storylines merge and have the characters working together. Have maybe the two Hopping villains. in on different worlds. Yeah. Ooh. yeah, it'd be good. I, like I told you, um, or I didn't tell you, on the show when they were talking about Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC, I was sure that we were going to play each of those chapters as the different champions. I was positive. I was so locked down. I was like, well, of course they're going to let us do that. And they didn't. And I've been let down ever since. So I would absolutely love to have like a Breath of the Wild heavy Hyrule Warriors 2. Not all of it, but heavy. I definitely want a chapter for each one of those taking place in a different place of Hyrule Warriors. And then yeah, you throw some other I stuff in there. I can't say I really actively want a Hyrule Warriors 2, but as soon as it would get announced, I would be excited and I would play it. Hmm. Let's see here. Um, Gonzo Bustero says, when do you think Breath of the Wild 2 will be released? And before I answer that, I want to write out, I see you, Nintendeal. And I see everybody that's putting questions in chat. Um, we were running out of time, but typically we take uh, questions, requests for questions before show. But if you're asking the chat, I will put them in the document and we will answer them next week. Breath of the Wild 2, when do you think it's going to be there? Assuming there are no extensive delays because of worldly events, I, I would think next year, holiday 2021. Hmm. It's my safe guess. <laughs> Again, um, assuming no massive delays. My expectation was for that to be... Yeah, I was thinking that might be about the time. I was trying to, I'm trying to remember everything. I think I originally, before COVID and everything, I originally thought it would be next spring um because what i thought was going to happen is i think if you asked me this 18 months ago i thought i would i think my original guess was they would stay out of the way for playstation and xbox to get their consoles out to get their lineups out and then they would come back with the next year when they're really starting to take hold with the biggest thing that they've got which would be breath of the wild which would then carry them to metroid prime because i think breath of the wild would be sooner than metroid prime will Absolutely. Yeah. So if we get Breath yeah, of the Wild two, I don't see next year. But with COVID, I could see it earliest next fall, or maybe even. I'm mean, I'm saying next. I mean the next after next. I could see it, the fall, maybe even the spring. 22. 
Yeah, it could be even that spring too as well. I, I kept trying to put it back like on a, near its anniversary date. So I kept thinking like March. So that was my first guess was March 2021. And then maybe it gets delayed with all the COVID stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. And maybe it gets delayed out of there. Um, I really, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't mind them taking their time with it. As, nope. You know, as much as it's my favorite franchise, you know, I it needs time in the oven. Good things come to those that wait. I will yes. absolutely 100% uh, wait and play that game, play the mess out of the game whenever it happens. So what do you think? We got one more We're about a minute 15. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Whenever. Oh, let's do Garrett's question since he's not here. I feel bad. I can't ask Garrett's <laughs> question when he's here, right? <laughs> that doesn't work. Probably not. <laughs> Garrett says, first time listener, is anyone else excited for Atler at Atlier rising? Riza? What? What? If- <laughs> Sequel coming out later this year. Physical pre-orders are up. The first one's sold out. Now the price is marked up like crazy. So uh, that wasn't his real question. But to answer that, Garrett, no. <laughs> real question. Have you ever paid for a game that was marked up from original MSRP? Probably. I've definitely done that for Amiibo. What's the most money you've paid for an Amiibo? Above MSRP? No, just the most money. Like, I don't even care what it is. Just however much the Guardian Amiibo cost. Hmm. No, I think I paid the um, the uh, Toon Zelda one. I paid a little bit more. I think I paid around twenty. Oh, is that the eight, most? Twenty seven, twenty eight for that. Oh wow! I remember when Amiibo yeah, were real hard to get. I imported yeah. Amiibo from. Japan. Well, I, I have been thanks to a lot huh. a, uh, a lot of resources like Amiibo alerts. I was able to get them as soon as they went for pre order. So sure. My, my full collection. Um, I'm 100% sure that I've paid above MSRP for stuff. Uh, I'm looking around now to see if I can find one because nothing like springs to mind. I know for a while I was hunting the special edition Fire, Fire Emblem Fates cartridge um, that are selling for routinely like 100 to 120 30 40 plus dollars. And I was never willing to pay that much. I was trying to get it for like 85 And I came close, but I never got them. Um. And you know what, Nintendo, this might answer your question because I have a lot of 3DS faceplates. A mm. lot of them. <laughs> and I know it's not a game because I can't think of one off the top of my head, Garrett. I'm sorry. But I totally have paid hundreds of dollars for a 3DS faceplate. <laughs> hundreds of dollars. Uh, I have the rare Hanafuda plates that come with the 3DS. And uh, to make Caroline hate... Every time she hears me say it, I took them out of the case. <laughs> they're, they're on my 3DS right there. Like, I used them. She's like, what are you doing? They're worth so much. I'm like, I don't care what they're worth. But, you know, I'm the same way. I don't have one Funko Pop that's in the box. All of the Funko Pops that I bought are built to be displayed items. Free them. Take my, them out of their boxes. My collectibles, I'm show, I'll just show. I don't know if folks don't see, but I have a wall full of collectibles and autographs and stuff. All of it. Out of the packages, my Chucky doll, you know, that's an actual horror prop. Hundreds of dollars. It's out of the box. So, yeah. <laughs> um, games, though. I'm typically really, really thrifty on games. I'm trying to I think. Say, I really don't think I've I've paid way, you know, much I more I usually than buy I everything at release, too. I think that's why. It's very rare do I find a rare game that I have to have oh. that I can't get. That's what I'm trying um, to think about. Pokemon Heart Gold, I bought a couple years after release. Those Pokemon games um, go well above six, uh, 40 or 60 oh, yeah. or whatever they are. The Heart Gold uh, cartridges are like 75 for a while use. 
that's probably what I ended up paying yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. How sad is it that I can like quote prices from certain times? <laughs> I'm like, last time I fact checked that, that was eighty three fifty. But that's kind of how I deal with my video game stuff. Um, game games now. I've got my eye on um, trying to buy Four Swords Adventures. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I don't have it yet, but. And, you know, but also the second part of the question, Brendan, he says, I'm going to double up and I'm going to ask you the same thing. Have you ever sold a game for more than MSRP? He sold OG Xenoblade Chronicles on Wii to GameStop for double what he paid. Okay, that's good. (laughs) I have sold so many things at such extreme value. And it's usually why I sell things because I will check prices and I'm like, oh, wow, it's going for that. Well, I guess I might as well get rid of it. Uh, My Amiibo. For example, like when I got the Amiibo cards and the Amiibo coins, I sold my Amiibo figures for buku's amounts of money. Buku's. People in the Discord were like, what? <laughs> like insane. I think I sold four Breath of the Wild Amiibo for like over $100. That Guardian Amiibo inbox is, I think, well over 100 now. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I also trade and sell all kinds of stuff. I got rid of, you know, Oculus. I go through systems. I've had so many Vitas. Like everybody makes fun of me. I'm constantly, that is a thing that I love to do. I I like to trade and swap and I love to trade. Like if I can find a good trade partner, somebody that wants to swap stuff. Um, I do that quite a bit just because I want to buy new things. I want to buy new things, get other things. So I don't know. Makes sense to me. You know, I paid, ooh. My corn stuff from Fire Emblems, my corn amiibo wasn't cheap. So above MSRP, I can join you on the amiibo yeah, race. After, after it. Um, yeah. And it really? cost me like 80 bucks. And I also got the fig. I got the Figma figure and the little like chibi figure. And those are like really expensive too. But I got those on deals. Caroline helped me find those. So those weren't so bad. So yeah, but... Have you ever sold stuff? Like, have you ever hawked something? I don't sell, no, I don't sell my games. Like, the only games that I've ever sold are ones that I I didn't like, and I turned around and just like returned it. That makes uh, sense. No, I keep my collection. I'm I'm not in it to make a buck. I'm in it to collect. Sure. I typically um my thing is um and we've had folks that have actually actually asked me about it before. I um I never sell anything that's Zelda or. Like Mario related. I usually keep all of those. Fire Emblems. I have all my Fire Emblem games. Um, so I keep all of those. Series that are special to you. You want to keep. Yeah. I keep all of that stuff. Nothing else. Yep. 100%. But everything else. Everything else I sell. (laughs) (laughs) Now you even know, um, the Breath of the Wild Master Edition or whatever. I sold Mm -hmm. most of that off too. No. I sold, I sold the pouch. Like that's, have you seen the pouch that it came in? Oh yeah. I I have it on my shelf. Yeah. I didn't like that. I just put it on the shelf. I was like, I'm not putting my switch oh, yeah. in this. <laughs> so I, I sold it and I think I sold the the book, I think, or something like that. I kept this. I have the statue, obviously, but everything else. Uh, I have the statue, the box, I have the CD and everything else. I think I sold. It so, came with a coin. I have that too. I kept the coin. The coin is over there with my smash coin and my oh, Mario yeah. coin and all the coin. The map. I got that too. I kept that too. My statue actually sits on the map. So I laid it all out like I'm a little bookshelf. So maybe feel bad. You need to hawk some stuff. We need to get you to, 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 to <laughs> sell some stuff. No, 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 never. Uh, I think the one of my favorite things that I ever did was um, when the new 3DS, the small model, the model that I have, the faceplate model, when they came out, remember it was like a real limited run. They only sold them for like one holiday season. They were gone and they were still gone. 
Um, GameStop had some ridiculous trade-in value on them. They were doing like it was a Black Friday deal. They were selling those models for $99. And I think trade-in on a 3DS XL was like 120 And there was a trade-in bonus. So I took both mine and Jack's 3DSs. I went and stood in line. And I'll never forget it because it was the same holiday season that the NES Mini was. I went and stood in line at my GameStop. I was number two in line of like 40 people. They were all there for NES Minis. And they walked out and they're like, we have six NES Minis. And people were furious. They were so mad. They were screaming and yelling. And they so they they go to the first person in the line. They're like, you want an NES Mini? And she's like, I need two of them. They're like, one per customer. And they looked at me and I could feel it. Like, I could feel the tension behind me in line. Yeah. Right? And they're like, you here for an NES Mini? I was like, nope. <laughs> the seventh person in line was probably like, yeah. yeah. They were. And I was like, nope, I'm here for the 3DS. And he was like, XLs? I was like, no, the little one. And he was like, <laughs> We only got three of those. I was like, I need two of them. He was like, okay. Wow. That was like me on Splatoon 1's release date. I forget which Amiibo it was, but there was a whole long line of people that were there for whatever Amiibo were coming out that day. And they like were getting ready to hand me the Amiibo because that's what everyone was there for. I'm like, actually, no, I'm here for this game about a squid. (laughs) They're like, what? It was so cool because I I walked in, I traded and everybody hated me. I had a trade in. It was five in the morning. I was like, I have a trade in. And, you know, they got to pull it out and they got to wipe it and they got to walk through it all. And I was just sitting there. So I traded in two 3DS XLs for two regular 3DS brand new in box. And I got the white and the black model so we could have offsetting faceplates. And I walked out of there with a coupon for like 60 bucks. Like I made money on the deal. I got it for free. Now, how much is it worth now? I have no idea. I've never never priced it. So that's the thing. Like when I find stuff that I'm never going to let go of. Oh, I don't even think about it. Okay. Like my last of a statue stuff, I have no idea what this stuff's worth. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, I have pictures of it in case it gets stolen. <laughs> I have it for insurance purposes, but no, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't yeah. price anything else yeah. like that. So like my 3DS with my faceplates and stuff, they all just sit in the box together. I'm just happy to have them. So if anybody has the glow in the dark boo plates, look your boy up. I need them. Not really. I don't, I haven't bought faceplates in a long time. But you would probably buy it. If I probably would. If you had them and you were like, yeah, I don't mind if it's them too. I probably would <laughs> just to have them. I I wish they did more stuff like that with the Joy-Cons. Like, Honestly, I think that that would be so great because then they, they don't have to worry about, I don't know. You know how I feel with, I don't think they do enough of the customization. They don't give us yeah. enough uh, Especially after the 3DS, we had so many theme systems. I know. And I guess maybe they could start doing with the light, but it's not going to look the same because there's not as much face appeal on the right. light. It's Everything's on the back. And then with being able to take the Joy-Con off and on, it have to be compatible with that. That's true. Uh, I was thinking when they came out with the light that we'd see more customizations, but they, again, they haven't needed to, so there's no point in really doing it. But they didn't need to with the 3DS either, and they did the 3DS was a godsend for that stuff. There was a thousand different designs, which is why I love the faceplates, because every day I could have like a brand new 3DS. Mm-hmm. I have like 20 sets of faceplates. <laughs> and for a while there, I swapped them like every three days. <laughs> I pull up my little screwdriver and I zip them out and put the new ones on. My son would have to borrow option some. If you can't afford all the different special editions or don't want, you know, it's, it's I just remember. Like- to have how excited i was when they announced it i remember the direct when they were like here's the 3ds and it had a little nub and and i was so excited for (laughs) faceplates and i'm pretty sure kevin was like yeah nobody's gonna buy that and i was like are you crazy and he was right nobody bought it and they stopped selling it i remember reggie was like 
the model doesn't move for 3ds xl in north america mm-hmm. and like half of my faceplates i had to bring in from japan mm-hmm. <sighs> but anyway that's going to do it for us this week in the Nintendo Shack. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Chat, thank you for being ever so powerful and lovely. And uh, like I said, always send us those questions. We'll put them in there and we'll get it to them week to week. But we'll see you next week. Good night, Koopalings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>